Woo and welcome on in to Hick at Night with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Ryan Hickey, yours truly. Wishing you a happy Saturday morning, a happy weekend to you, and a big thank you for joining us right here and spending your morning and really maybe late evening with us right here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, we got a big one in college football on Saturday night. Between the hedges, Georgia and Kentucky. I think Kentucky is upsetting number one Georgia, and in doing so, is ending their quest for a three-peat. Georgia's hopes of making the college football playoff are ending on Saturday night. Over. Done. They lose. Their season is over. They are not making the college football playoff because their schedule is too weak. There is no opportunity for Georgia to make up for a loss at home to Kentucky because there is going to be no marquee, no standout, no impressive win on their resume whatsoever. History is not going to get them in. Back-to-back defending champs is not going to get them in. Georgia's going to lose on Saturday, and in doing so, their hopes and dreams of a three-peat are going to die right there in Athens on Saturday night. Over. Done. No more three-peat. Here is why. Let's look first at the history of the college football playoff. I think you need to take two things into consideration here in terms of why I can sit here and confidently declare to you that Georgia's season is over if and when they lose to Kentucky on Saturday night. History of the college football playoff tells me so. And the current landscape right now of college football and how teams are looking tells me so. Let's start with the history perspective first. Let's look backwards and work our way forwards. There have been, I'm going to throw the 2020 year, COVID year backwards. Everything kind of, you know, again, was wonky. So let's just take the eight normal seasons of college football in which the college football playoff has been around. Out of those eight years of the college football playoff, 19 teams have made the college football playoff while having one loss. 18 of the 19 had at least... One top 10 win. Only Oklahoma in 2018 with Kyler Murray did not register a top 10 win and still made the college football playoff. 18 of the 19 teams that suffered one loss had at least one top 10 win on their way to making the playoff. Five teams in the college football playoff era have made the final four, if you will, without winning their conference, Georgia, right, in 2021, being one of them. Of those five teams that made the college football playoff without winning their conference, all five had at least one top 10 victory, and all five had at least two top 20 victories. So, the committee has shown you, you can drop a game, but as long as you have an impressive win or two on your resume, That can make up for a bad loss. And that can also make up for if you don't win your conference, we will still put you in. Okay, so 
Remember that, right? That's the that's the history right there. 18 of the last 19 teams in the college football playoff era that lost the game had at least one top 10 victory. All five teams that have made the college football playoff without winning their conference have at least had one top 10 victory and two top 20 victories. Let's look at Georgia. If Georgia loses to Kentucky on Saturday, what does their resume say for the rest of the season in terms of how they can make up for that loss and still make the playoff? Well, we got a doozy. We got a doozy of a schedule for the Dogs. They have remaining on their schedule three ranked teams left. They are as follows. Number 21, Missouri. Number 16, Ole Miss. Number 22, Tennessee. 21st, 16th, 22nd ranked teams right now on their schedule remaining. With right now, those teams, how they're playing, do we expect all three to be ranked by the time Georgia plays them? I don't. I think right now Georgia's lucky if two of those three teams I just listed are ranked in the top 25 by the time they are due to play Georgia. We are talking about a Georgia team that if they lose to Kentucky, how they can make up for it and get to the college football playoff still is by relying on a marquee win, quote-unquote, over number 21, Missouri. Over number 22, Tennessee. That getting them in? Is that the win? Is beating Tennessee in Knoxville when they are 22nd in the country, is that going to be the win? If Georgia's sitting at the end of the year at 11-1 or 12-1, is that the win that's going to get them into the college football playoff? No, absolutely not. It's not enough. It is not good enough. Georgia's biggest problem is, and the reason why they are going to be eliminated from the college football playoff on Saturday night is because they don't have the resume to make up for losing to Kentucky on Saturday. They have to be undefeated. If they are anything less than 13-0, they are not making the college football playoff because a win at uh, win against Missouri, a win at Tennessee, is not enough to convince the committee this is one of the four best teams in the country. Georgia's resume is not going to back up or be strong enough for them to survive a loss at home to Kentucky. And by the way, even if they make Atlanta, even if they make the SEC championship, which right now they probably won't if they lose to Kentucky, Alabama going to be... 11-1 by the time they get to Atlanta. A&M going to have just one loss. Ole Miss going to have just one loss. Whoever they play is going to probably bare minimum have two losses, which means, again, you're not playing anybody impressive. That's why if you're Georgia right now, Saturday's a must win. Every game going forward, but especially now Saturday with a ranked Kentucky coming into your house, Saturday is nothing short of a must-win for Georgia. And if they lose, when they lose to Kentucky on Saturday, their season is over. They will not have the resume. Sorry, we're not going to get worked up and all excited about a number, you know, 21 win over Missouri or a big win over number 22 Tennessee as a reason to get them into the college football playoff. Not strong enough. This is where Georgia's lack of strength of schedule 
and this is where the uh, in a year the SEC is not very strong and not very deep, this is where it comes back to bite Georgia. They have no margin for error. One loss, they are done. That's why when Kentucky beats them on Saturday, their college football playoff hopes are dashed, and their quest for a three-peat is wiped out. It's not too early to say it. It's October 7th. Absolutely not too early to say Georgia's season is over when they lose to Kentucky on Saturday. And you know who also knows that? Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart knows that. This is a guy who earlier this week, I want to play something he said. Because I think this is a guy who sounds like already he knows the margin for error for Georgia is basically nothing. Because listen to what he said trying to overhype the SEC conference. I personally think every SEC team should be ranked. I guarantee you there's some teams that don't want to play on their ranked. I mean, I don't, I don't, I literally have no idea what you're referencing because every team we play in the SEC is good enough to beat us. Every team in the SEC should be ranked. That's right, folks. Vanderbilt, put them in the top 25. South Carolina, throw them in the top 25. Arkansas, hell, put them in the top 10. Kirby Smart is not saying everyone in the SEC should be ranked because he's trying to wave the pom-poms of the SEC. You know why he's saying that? He's trying to raise the profile of the conference so that if Georgia loses, they can at least say, hey, look, we're in a tough conference. We play good teams. 11-1 is not the death sentence for us. He knows, I think realizes, this Georgia team is nowhere near perfect. I think he knows a stumble in the road is coming. And he knows if a stumble in the road happens, they are not good enough resume-wise to still make a case to be one of the four teams left at the end of the season. Kirby Smart is no dummy. He knows what could happen to this team if they fall short and they lose the game. Their season's over. That's why he's already trying to plant the seed now, get out ahead of it of, look how big and bad and tough the SEC is. No one wants to play him. We're so deep, Vanderbilt should be ranked in the top 25. That's how tough they are. To steal a line from Coach Prime, that's bull dookie. And Kirby knows it. He's trying to help his own team and help his own case by pumping up his opponents to make a loss for Georgia better, but also make that resume that is right now caca. That is nothing. That is weak. Trying to make it a little bit stronger. It's not going to work. Georgia loses. They are done. And one thing that should not and will not Impact Georgia's case make the college football playoff their past history. I don't want to hear about Georgia's 22-game winning streak. I don't want to hear about Georgia winning back-to-back national titles as a reason if they are 11-1 and or somehow make Atlanta win the SEC and are sitting there 12-1. and I don't want to hear about them being the back-to-back defending champs as a reason why they should be in the college football playoff. That is irrelevant. College football resets every year. If you are good, you deserve to be in the playoff. If you are bad, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you're not very good. You're not a top four team, but 
because you won the national title the last two years, we're going to throw you in. Because Stetson Bennett and a lot of other players that right now are in the NFL, not even on your roster, what helped you win national championships, we're going to still give you the benefit of the doubt. We're going to have you be one of the four teams left standing. Even if you're playing, even if your resume doesn't say you are one of the, the four best teams remaining. History has no impact on Georgia's ability to make the college football playoff. It should be and will be only about two things. How good you are and who you play. Georgia right now has not looked very good. And they have not played anyone special. And that's why when you look at Georgia's resume. If they lose to Kentucky on Saturday. If we are talking about a Kentucky upset in Athens on Saturday. That means the Georgia season is over. Over. Put a fork in them. They are done. They're not going to the college football playoff. They are not going for a three-peat in terms of winning the national title. Their college football playoff hopes die on Saturday if and when Kentucky goes between the hedges and wins. Georgia cannot survive a loss this season. Their only hope of making the college football playoff is by being 13-0. Anything short of 13-0 means Georgia's on, the, uh, Georgia's on the outside looking in and will miss the college football playoff. Their resume cannot stack up to anyone's in the Pac-12 or the Big Ten. And they'll have zero, literally zero, marquee wins on their schedule to make up for a loss, especially if it's to Kentucky on Saturday. So this is, this is a must-win game for Georgia and their season, their three-peat quest is literally hanging in the balance right now on October 7th. So I want to hear your thoughts here. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. You can tweet me at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Is Georgia's season on the line? Is this a must-win game for Georgia in order for them to keep their college football playoff hopes alive? Or is there a chance if they lose, they could still rebound and be one of the final four teams left standing here at the end of the year? 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. We'll get your thoughts. And when we return, speaking of the college football playoff, big game in the Big 12, Oklahoma, Texas, Red River rivalry. Who needs this game more? Oklahoma or Texas? I'll tell you why it's Oklahoma when Hick at Night returns on CBS Sports Radio. This is Hick at Night. Here's Ryan Hickey. That take, we are hearing from you at 855-212-4227. Is whether Georgia's season is coming to an end on Saturday. I think Kentucky is upsetting Georgia. I think they're going in there, running the ball down their throat, and pulling out a, an upset victory. And if I am correct, if I am right that Kentucky wins this game, that marks the end of Georgia's season. I don't see a situation how they make the college football playoff. Their resume, their schedule, their opponents upcoming are too weak. They are too weak. History says... If you want to make the college football playoff with one loss, you need a top 10 victory. 
if you want to make the college football playoff with one loss as a non-conference uh, participant, right? If you didn't win your conference, but still make the college football playoff, you need a top 10 win and a top 20 win. Two big wins. Georgia right now has neither on this on the um on their uh win total so far and none upcoming. I don't see how if they lose on Saturday, their resume is going to be strong enough come December to put them in as one of the four teams remaining. Do you agree? 855-212-4227. Is Georgia's season over in terms of making the college football playoff if they lose on Saturday to Kentucky? Joe's calling from Atlanta. What's up, Joe? Hello, Joe. Yes, how you doing? What's up, buddy? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, nice show. Uh, I totally disagree with you. Your take on this. I understand that Georgia's uh, schedule is weak. Not their fault. SEC took OU off the schedule. That, no, I agree with that. Yeah. Answer. Okay, but with that being said, uh, what? Just say for instance, which they're not. They're going to drag Kentucky. Uh, scrambling quarterbacks give Georgia issues. Kentucky does not have a scrambling quarterback. They're going to try to uh, smash mouth ball. That ain't going to work. That's Georgia's way of playing. So, but say for instance, they do lose a game. It won't be this week. Uh, they'll get either OU, I mean, Alabama or Texas A&M in the SEC championship. Right. They'll be ranked in the top ten. Just off history, we all know Bama going to get the benefit of the doubt. They'll be ranked in the top ten. So they go your victory right there of your top ten victories. I don't. I would not feel confident in that, Joe, whatsoever. And you think Alabama and or A and M is running the table the rest of the way? Well, I mean, I would say one of them. I mean, but I go back to it. They're not going to lose again. They're not going to be uh, not going to lose against Kentucky. But if that does happen, I would say one of them will be top ten. I have some, I have some trepidation about that, Joe. Appreciate the comment because again, you look at. So Alabama and A&M are playing each other later today as well, right? So obviously one of the two is going to lose, but the winner is going to be in the big-time driver's seat going forward to get to the SEC championship game. If Alabama wins, can I really sit here and say it's a guarantee they're going to run the table still with a trip to Auburn left on the schedule that, again, is tricky as Georgia fans just saw? Alabama's offense, led by Jalen Murrow, is not exactly, again, one where you feel totally confident in, totally locked in against. Still have LSU, who right now could put up a lot of points. So if LSU, you get into a shootout with them, do you trust Jalen Milrow to match what Jaden Daniels is doing? I don't. Alabama still has to play Kentucky on the road. Like There's still a lot of traps here for Alabama Um going forward in their schedule, if they could beat A&M this weekend, which I think they will, where, again, you if you're Georgia, you need to you need Alabama to run the table. If they run the table, they'll be in the top 10. I don't think they will, but that's what you need if you're a Georgia fan to happen. If you are also a Georgia fan, you need A&M to run the table if they win on Saturday. And again, play Ole Miss, you play Tennessee, um, you play LSU like with a backup quarterback. I know Max Johnson started a lot of games for LSU before he transferred to A&M. I don't trust Jimbo Fisher and A&M to run the table if they win um, against Bama. So I think you're going to be talking about an SEC West foe with bare minimum two losses. 
And if we're talking about a two-loss SEC West champ, I don't see them being in the top 10, which, again, hurts the strength of schedule for Georgia and makes this game against Kentucky in every game going forward a must-win for the Dogs. D.B. calling from Atlanta. What's up, stud? Yeah, man. How you doing, man? We're chilling, man. How you doing? Good, good. Uh, well, you know, that's, you know, it's a, a agreements with your take, and I got some disagreements with your okay. take. Okay. Um, with all consideration, knowing that it's a, a down year for the SEC, um, week scheduled by Georgia, of course. Um, but still, I don't see, I don't see a college football playoff with a SEC, a one-loss SEC champion. Um, we all know SEC is college football's cash cow. Um, I just don't think a loss to Kentucky, which I don't think they're going to lose, but a loss to Kentucky does not end the Georgia season. Um, I, well, I let's, think let's play this game, DB. To... First, you said that you don't see, like, you just don't think the college football playoff will leave out an SEC champ. Like, what? Yeah, not a, not a one-loss SEC champ. I don't think they'll Why leave. not, though? Like, this is a different year. You mentioned before the SEC is down. The Pac-12 is deep. The Big Ten is top-heavy. Right now, Florida State is undefeated, and their schedule at least presents itself where, I mean, Florida State's going to be favored in every game they play the rest of the year. All right now, Texas, right, right. with a win over Alabama right now, undefeated, number three in the country. They look to be in the driver's seat. There's like five or six teams right now that you could argue should be either above or equal to bare minimum Georgia in terms of a resume going forward here. So it's like you kind of look quickly. The Like if you get into a resume, you know, for lack of a better term, pissing contest, Georgia's going right. to lose a lot of these other resume battles against other teams. Well, well I just feel like, you know, every year we go through the same thing. It's going to be, a couple teams that's left out that probably should have got in. I mean, you can look just back at last year. What was Ohio State's statement win? I mean, they lost big to Michigan and were still able to get into the playoffs. So, I mean, every year we have teams that's left out. I mean, a lot of people say O State shouldn't have got in last year, but they did. So, if you let an O State team in that lost big to Michigan that didn't win their conference, how could you leave out a, a one-loss SEC champion? I just don't see it. Well, for Ohio State last year, it was what? Between them and Alabama, right? Alabama had two losses, and they had zero marquee wins. At least for Ohio State, you beat, at the time, number five Notre Dame, and you beat Penn State. It was a top 15 team on the road. Alabama had no victories that could match that, plus having one extra loss. So it does depend on year by year who you're competing against in terms of, like, who, and appreciate the call, DB, like, who you're matched up against resume-wise But it's like you look right now, like you look at, if I pull up the rankings really fast here, right? This is, again, why Georgia, if if you're a Dogs fan, you got to be concerned if they lose a game, how they're going to match up. You have right now, right? You have three teams in the top six from the Big Ten. That's going to be, especially with Ohio State having and playing that Notre Dame game on the road and winning, Ohio State already has one top ten victory on the road in their, on their belt, in their resume. Better than anything right now Georgia will have or, or does have. Will get or does get. If Even if Ohio State splits between Michigan and Penn State, wins one, loses one, they're, to me, guaranteed in. You have two top 10 victories on your schedule and the only losses either on the road to Michigan or at home against Penn State, Ohio State's in. Plus, the winner of the Big Ten, the, uh, the Pac-12 right now, you have 
four, uh, three teams in the top 10, Washington, Oregon, USC, plus a few other teams in there as well with Washington State, Oregon State, Utah still ranked. So, like, you're going to look at the Pac-12, especially as they start to play each other. USC is going to get a chance to get marquee wins. Washington is going to get a chance to get top 10 wins. Oregon's going to get a chance to get multiple top 10 wins. So it's like you you quickly look around here. There are a lot of teams that are going to have way stronger resumes than anyone from the SEC. I get it's the SEC. But it's also a year-by-year basis where, for a while, the Pac-12 stunk and was a laughing stock. This year, the Pac-12 is by far the best conference. It's not even close. They have really damn good teams. So, in a way, sure, we've never seen a college football playoff without an SEC team in it. We've also never seen a year where the SEC has been down and the Pac-12 has been so strong and other conferences have been so strong. That's where Georgia's got to get worried. That's where Georgia has to be concerned. That's where a loss, I think, eliminates the dogs from consideration. Thomas is in Detroit. What's up, Thomas? Hey, Ryan. Top of the morning to you, my friend. Morning, Thomas. Listen, I'm going to disagree with both callers from Atlanta, and I'm going to totally agree with you that Georgia season or their their season ends today when Kentucky goes in and defeats them. Their three-peat season will stop on a dime. And I just want to add that the caller mentioned Ohio State getting in last year. Rightfully so. And they and they only lost by one to Georgia, I believe, in the semifinal. They yes, they did. They played tremendous. And 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 last but not least, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. I know about the SEC, they're a strong conference. They're they've been there for years. But who are the SEC, the Alabamas? Who are they really playing year in, year out before they even hit their – I mean, really, they, they don't even play anybody until they start conference play. Let me, I want to hear your thoughts, and thanks for taking my call. I, I appreciate the call, Thomas. I would – I'm not going to get on the SEC for that. I'll be honest. I can get on the SEC for other things. I'm not going to get on the SEC for, for their scheduling out of conference. Number one, I think they do – compared to other conferences, they do do a good job of – playing non-conference opponents. Uh, I feel like every year, for the most part, I know this year was a little bit different, but Alabama plays, well, no, not this year, excuse me, Texas they played, but in other years, Alabama's played like marquee non-conference games. Georgia was supposed to play Oklahoma before the move uh, of Oklahoma to go to the SEC uh, takes uh, place next year, but that game was canceled because they can't do a home-and-home, home, so it's kind of a little bit unfair advantage for Georgia. But that game was scheduled, so at least they scheduled the game. Obviously, the home and home of Texas and Alabama these last two years. Like, I will give the SEC credit in the sense that they do schedule some pretty good non-conference games. Like, uh, as a, a, a test as a Penn State fan, they don't schedule as many tough non-conference games as they wish they would, to be honest with you. I know also part of it's like these games, which is also so frustrating, and I really hope this changes. This is a college football problem, not a conference problem. The fact that these non-conference games get scheduled so early in advance is frustrating. You schedule an opponent 10 years out, you have no idea how good or bad that opponent's going to be. Penn State, for example, scheduled Auburn, a home-and-home in Auburn like a decade ago. 
Auburn last year was a dumpster fire. Two years ago, they were okay. Not great, but you were, you know, expecting, maybe hoping they'd be a top 15 power kind of team. Said they are kind of spinning their wheels in the mud and ran a coach out of town. You know, they they played West Virginia this year. West Virginia's actually better than expected, but they were expected going in the year to be not very good. And other years, it's like, you look at Texas. Well, Texas, when Alabama scheduled them, it's like, oh, they've been kind of, you know, scheduled them a decade ago. Not really that great. You know, 2013, 2014, it's kind of some dark days for Texas. Now, all of a sudden, especially this year, they really turned their play around. It's one of those things in general where sometimes you schedule an opponent that looks bad when you first make the agreement, then 10 years later, they're oh, wow, this is a good, or a good spot. Okay, this is a great game now. Or vice versa, oh, wow. We have, I mean, 2013, if you said, I'm trying to think two teams that are down, like Auburn, Florida State, if that was scheduled in 2013 for 2023, you said, oh, my God, that's the game of the year. Two teams in the national championship this year, now they're playing again. That's the game of the year. And you look get to the game now, if they played in 2023, it's like, yeah, Florida State's really good, but Auburn's not. It's I hate that. That's the one thing I hate about college football is how far in advance these non-conference games are scheduled. I wish it was just a year-by-year thing where you schedule in 2023 for your three or four non-conference opponents in 2024. I hate how far in advance they schedule them because it's such a crapshoot of who's going to be good, who's not. So I'm not going to get on the SEC for that. I think they do do a good job of scheduling tough non-conference opponents. Um, Sometimes it's not their fault. Other times they get lucky, but I think they do do a good job of at least challenging themselves. Which across the board, I I wish was more um, universal than what we've seen. Okay, 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. At Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. We'll continue to take your thoughts here about Georgia, Kentucky. If Georgia loses, is their season over? Is there still a path for them in your mind of them making the college football playoff as a one-loss team? 855-212-4227 also as well. Texas, Oklahoma. Who needs a win more in that game? I'll explain why, uh, Explain who when we get back. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. It's Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey. Hick at Night with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Miss any part of the show? Check out the podcast Hick at Nights. Night spelled N-I-T-E. Find every single second for the most part of this show uploaded right there. Plus, throughout the week, bonus material as well. Who doesn't love a little bonus action as well. So check that out. Heck at night podcast, uh, night spelled N I T E. Okay. We'll get back to Georgia, Kentucky here in one second, but game getting set kickoff in just over six hours from now, red river rivalry, number 12, Oklahoma, number three, Texas. I think Oklahoma needs this game more than Texas does. I think the Sooners are going to be the more desperate team. And here's why. Texas already has an ace up their sleeve, right? In terms of making the college football playoff, they have a marquee win already. They have a win over number three Alabama at the time in Tuscaloosa. Handled them. Played really well. Oklahoma doesn't have a signature win, and they're not going to get another signature win outside of this game. We talked about Georgia's week schedule and why if they don't win the table, they're not getting in. 
The same is true here with Oklahoma. Texas challenged themselves and played Alabama in the non-conference. Oklahoma didn't play anybody. They took the cupcake route. And now, when you look at the state of the Big 12, this is the only ranked game Oklahoma has on their schedule. That's it. No other opportunity to make any sort of statement the rest of the season. If you're Texas, at least, you got to look at it this way. You just got to split Oklahoma. Meaning, I think they're going to play twice. The Big 12, to me, it's a two-team race. Oklahoma, Texas, I think they'll play. Well, obviously, they're going to play today. I think they'll meet up again in the Big 12 championship game later in the year. So if you're Texas, you realistically can look at this and say, all we got to do is split. As long as we win one out of two against Oklahoma, we are good. Oklahoma needs to win both. If they want to make the college football playoff, right? if they have college football playoff aspirations, which at number 12 and undefeated, you should. If that's what you're going for here, then you got to win this game. you got to be the more desperate team because at least uh, Texas can rely on, look, we won an impressive game against Alabama. We lost Oklahoma, but we rebounded in the Big 12 title game and beat them. We're all good. Texas needs to win one game against Oklahoma to make it. I think the Sooners have to win two. That's why I think we will see Oklahoma be the more desperate team on Saturday. And that's why I think they're going to win. I think Oklahoma is pulling off the upset and they are beating Texas later today in the Red River rivalry. Usually a lot of upsets kind of make that rivalry special. I think we'll see another one here. Number three team in the country going down also on Saturday. Number one team in the country, I think, going down as well. I think we see Kentucky go into Athens and beat Georgia. And if that happens, if Georgia goes down, I don't see a situation in which they make the college football playoff. Their schedule going forward is not strong enough, um, and there's no chance for them to get a marquee win to make up for that loss. And we've seen with the committee, you can lose no problem and still make the college football playoff. Hell, you don't have to even make the the win the conference and still make the college football playoff. What you do, though, have to do is win at least one marquee impressive game. That's what Georgia can't do because there is no marquee impressive game on their schedule. They got to be 13-0. And if they're anything short of 13-0, their quest for a three-peat, their hopes of making the college football playoff are gone. Are you in agreement? Is Saturday a must-win for Georgia? Is their season over if they lose on Saturday? Jeff is calling from Atlanta. Hello, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. Hopefully you're doing uh, well as well. I'm doing well. I've got a couple points. Number one, uh, the best thing that could happen to Georgia for this game tonight is uh, Kentucky coming in with all the hype. It reminds me a lot of the Tennessee game last year. We all know how that turned out. Tennessee was getting all the all the props coming in. They got destroyed. Georgia hadn't played a complete game by any stretch. They haven't looked as dominant, but they are waiting in the wings in Sanford Stadium tonight. I guarantee you. That's Number the thing, two, Jeff. You sound confident in that. I'm not so confident in that. Last year, oh yeah, yes. I, this year, they have they are a different team, led by their quarterback. They are. I don't think you can just give them the benefit of the doubt that they'll flip the switch like they did last year. 
Well, when you lose that much talent in the NFL, obviously you're you know you're not going to be the same team as you were the last couple of years. But Sanford Stadium is not an easy place to play on a Saturday evening. They haven't lost at home in forever. Uh, we've still got a lot of talent, and you know we've been tested so far this year. We've come back from deficits twice. Once at home, once on the road. Another thing, Georgia could absolutely lose this game tonight. You just assume that Kentucky is going to win out. If Kentucky loses a couple of conference games and Georgia beats a one-loss Alabama team in the SEC championship, they absolutely would go to the playoffs. Well, that's the thing. There's a lot of assumptions there. Number one, Kentucky right, has to lose twice in the SEC, which, if, again, if you're good enough to beat Georgia, you'd assume that Kentucky is good enough to beat at least every other team uh, in the SEC on their schedule. If they drop one, okay, but I don't see them dropping two. But let's just say, playing your uh, theory, Jeff, they do drop two, and Georgia's back in the SEC title game. Is Alabama running the table? Is A&M running yeah. the table? I don't think so. So I think One of them could. I would be, but, honestly, uh, Jeff, I'd be surprised. And that's why, if you're Georgia, you need one of them to win out, bare minimum. But if they don't, and you're facing now a two-loss A&M team and, and appreciate the call, Jeff, enjoy the game tonight, or a two-loss Alabama team, that's not the marquee win you need and or you're looking for to help boost your resume at the end of the year. Troy is in Idaho. What's up, Troy? He has a feeling a lot of my thunder, but I was, talking about, I was thinking about Kentucky. If they win today, they still got Tennessee. They still got Missouri. They still got Alabama right. on their schedule. You're right. It might be tough to lose two of those, but I'm also looking at Bama and, and Texas A&M. The, the loser is probably out, and I think if Bama loses, I think it's between Ole Miss and, and Texas A&M for the West. I think Ole Miss has Georgia on their schedule, though. So they do. That would limit. Ole Miss would have to win out, and, and, and Georgia would be a victim of that. So I think Georgia's got the best chance of a one-loss. SEC team to make it just because of their lofty ranking right now. But what scares me is the Red River rivalry and the Big 12 championship. If those two teams split, especially if Texas wins today and Oklahoma wins the Big 12, I don't see how you keep Oklahoma out if you're going to give Texas the nod. And Texas has got that win in, in Bama. You're, it, um, well, I'll say this. Oklahoma definitely by far have the more impressive win. So, like, if you're right, if they split, and let's say Oklahoma loses today and wins the Big 12 title game. I think they're both in. You could see it. Now, the only tough – you might be right. At least, I'll say this. I would say Oklahoma definitely has the edge over any SEC team right now because, again, that's a mark. That's a better win than presumably any SEC team is going to have. Now, again, if we're talking about – it depends if we're talking about a one-loss Pac-12 team, one-loss Big 10 team, but you're right. Beating, I mean, right now, the number three team, if they run the table, number three, and appreciate the call, Troy, number three, number two, maybe number one team in the country. In Texas, it's their only marquee win, which is tough, but it's also a damn impressive one as well if you're Oklahoma, where, again, that's another caveat. I think Oklahoma needs to win twice in order to make the college football playoff. But, again, when it comes to resume contests, whose resume is better if OU loses today but beats uh, Texas and is a Big 12 champ with one loss and they re revenge their loss and it's over a top three team, that is still a better resume than anyone in the SEC has, including Georgia. That's where, again, the SEC is going to get, I think, get left out is because when it comes to now putting those resumes on the table, in years past, the SEC always had the best one. Best two, best three, best four resumes. Now it's best Seventh best, eighth best resume? It's going to be tough.
appreciate all those who have joined us here on the Saturday morning. A big thank you to Ryan Botcher. Did an A-plus job producing the show. Don't go anywhere. Bart Winkler is up next. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. I'm actually going to be off the next two Saturdays, weddings on Friday night, both nights. So I won't talk for a little bit, but looking forward to talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. It's been Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey right here on CBS Sports Radio.